0: welcome to the witching hour i have a great guest for you today i have author witch medium animal communicator paranormal gal sterling moon she's great you are gonna love her i have fallen in love with her but before we bring on sterling where's patty yep Where's Patty? Where am I on the planet today? Well, if you are watching or listening to this, the week we first drop, which is the week of Monday, June 29th or June 10th, 19th. I don't even know how to do that. 2023. I'm home. I am home. I am home. I'm home for the entire week. Last week, I was in Vegas, which went really great. But this week, I am home. So, If you want to do a seance with me, I am actually doing one of my university seances on Tuesday. This Tuesday, it's a great affordable way on Zoom an intimate seance. Just go to universitymagicus.com or magicu.org. But if that's not enough for you or if that just entices you and you want more, This Sunday, I'm actually doing a live seance with my friend, Linda the Ghost Hunter. You might know her from Ellen. She is Ellen's exclusive ghost hunter. She did the Ellen show. She goes to Ellen's house. Um, So Ellen and Linda and me. Well, no, Ellen won't be there. Maybe she will. I don't know. Bring Portia. But we are doing um, a seance and a ghost hunt at the Women's Club of Hollywood. It's going to be one of the first ones there ever. This is a hundred-year-old haunted, historic, amazing building. It has everything that goes with it that a haunted place has. It was a school for a while. There was a fire for a while. There's all sorts of mysterious things happening. Linda did a little ghost hunt there uh, like a week or two, and the evidence she got is insane we're both starting to post it so if you want to come to a beautiful we provide snacks we have a little bar we give you a drink if you want one um sunday june 25th in the heart of hollywood free parking in the heart of hollywood itself is pretty darn good and just to make it even better if you buy one ticket your second ticket is half price so bring a friend and half price and you guys split it in the middle. So if you want it, I have it on my Facebook page. I have it on my social media. There's a little Q code for it right now. Um, we have an event byte page and we have a Facebook page. So I would love to see you there. Again, rare time to be with Linda, the ghost hunter and myself and lots and lots of ghosts and it's fun we do we split everybody half i'm doing a seance with half the people while she's doing a ghost hunt and then we switch it so everybody gets a seance and everybody gets a a ghost hunt it's intimate it's small we have amazing other ghost hunters that you may or may not recognize with us so check it out i'd love to see you um but before we get there what are you doing wednesday what are you doing wednesday Witches movie coven. Yes, indeed. Join Heather, Courtney, Jason, Richard Lale, and myself, witches, talking about witches in movie. Disagreeing most of the time, wands up, wands down. We want your opinion because it's live. You guys get to be in the chat room. So that's live on my YouTube page, on my Facebook. I put it on some of my social media. And Grab something to drink, grab some popcorn, wrap yourself up in some merch. Because, yes, we have some amazing Witches Movie Coven merch. Everything from black Phillip merchandise to Witches Movie Coven blankets and mugs and all sorts of things. On our place we buy everything, mysterycontrol.com. Now, another thing you want to do at mysterycontrol.com. Is go to my Spellcaster line, my great new Spellcaster line, which you have spells and sigils and magic in the T-shirts and hoodies and mugs, and of course along with that, my new power panties. Ah, I am so excited! This is something I have been doing for literal two decades, um, and it works. It's putting magic and spells in your underpants. I know, sounds weird but it works. What more intimate place can you put it on those lower chakras? So Patty's power panties on MysteryControl.com, along with which is movie coven and scared and alone and all sorts of great stuff. Be the envy of your neighborhood, be the envy of wherever it is that you're going. And just for you guys, if you put the code Patty P A T T I, you get 25% off what you buy. What better than that? Change your underwear, change your life. Okay. Power panties, superheroes have them, Mormons have them, you should have them too, I promise they work, I promise, they come with a spell, a spell in everything, so other than that I am pretty much home, I have a little bit of out of town in July filming, but then come with me to New Orleans. I'm going to be at HexFest. It is the big witchy, uh, everybody who's anybody in the world comes and I'm teaching three different workshops and I'm part of a panel as the witches take over New Orleans um, with Christian Day and his husband and all sorts of magical people from all over. So check out HexFest in New Orleans, August 11th through 13th. And then soon after that, I'm going to be at Michigan Paracon. Uh, It's one of the big ones. It's one of my favorites. We're way up by in Sioux City, St. St. Marie, Michigan, almost to Canada. And again, it's one of those big lots of people in this beautiful Indian casino. Um, I'm going to do all sorts of fun things there and you'll meet everybody that you love from television and me. I'll have some power panties. I'll have some spellcaster. Um, I might even bring Black Philip. We will see. But other than that, I think that's it. So watch, join us online, get some power panties, get a t-shirt, get a mug, get some magic in your life because you're the magic. Anyway, go to my website, find everything, pattynegri.com. You will see my travel schedule. You will know how to get to my correct you know, Instagram, my correct Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and all that. Um, And I would love for you to like, follow, whatever those things are, because I love you guys, and that way we can keep up with each other. I actually do my own. I see you guys there. So that's it. Where's Patty? Where's Patty? Patty? My elbow is falling off the table. I am right here with you, and thanks for tuning in. Hi, everybody. Guess what time it is? Who is that behind that ghost hunter t-shirt? Isn't this cute? Well, of course, it's Willow. This is her new hoodie, her new ghost hunter hoodie. Um, We actually got it at uh, the Halloween Emporium in Las Vegas. But we're mystery control. So we have new puppy outfits and merchandise in everything from Witches Movie Coven to Patty's Peltcaster for your pooches too. And here she is ghost hunter willow now why is she a ghost hunter because and some of you may have noticed dogs and cats and animals can see spirits they really really can partially i think it hasn't got taught out of us like as humans but all their senses are stronger too just like there's whistles and sounds that dogs can hear and we can't hear the same is true for spirits So pay attention to your little ones, your cats, your dogs, your birds. I'm not sure about fish, but if you notice that they're looking at something that you don't think is there, probably something is there. They're seeing it. Energy, spirit, ghosts, whatever. Now, since I'm a magical girl, if I'm doing ritual, or I'm doing spell casting. Who's the first one to show up? It's Willow because they see what you're doing. They see the energy behind it. So you have a ghost hunter dog, too or a ghost hunter cat, or a ghost observer, or a ghost protector, whatever you want to say it. Paranormal investigator with paws. What is better than that? So anyway, look at your animals to want to see. If you feel stuff going on in your house, they're the first to know it. That's the willow report. I like my new pink shirt. I like my new pink shirt. See you next week. Okay, for this week's magic lesson, we're going to put it about magic in your pants. What? No, <laughs> we're going to talk about my, one of my best little spell casting secrets that I've actually been doing forever and ever. How to put magic and spell casting in the things that you wear. Now to me, and I did this again 20 years ago, what is the most intimate thing you wear? What is the most close to your body thing that you wear? Your panties, your underpants, your skivvies. Yep. So 20 years ago, I started going, okay, I have something really important. I want to put some luck or success or intuition or whatever it was. So I would make sure I had the right color underpants because as you know, like we work with candles and colors and our herbs and colors and visualize colors, our chakra colors. Because you are putting those panties on those lower red, orange, yellow chakras, those survival ones. So I would make sure I'd have panties for whatever magic I needed, just like we do with candles. i work with sigils and I always have. So I would also use signs or sigils. If you don't know what sigils are, it's like A heart is a sigil for love. A dollar sign is a sigil for money. And a cross, a pentacle, whatever those are. But I work with a lot of runes and sigils that are in every belief systems. I use a lot of Nordic and things like that. So I made it this made up thing that, okay, you're going to put a spell in every pair of pants, put your intent into them before it's three seconds out of your day as you're putting on your panties as your skivvies. So what you want to do is really be aware. And I'm not just saying skivvies. I'm saying your, even your clothes. Not, notice when when I wear my blue shirt, I'm more relaxed. When I wear my red shirt, I have more energy. When I wear my green shirt, I'm Whatever that is, notice because colors make a difference. It's science, it's magic, it's spirituality. And again, if you're putting it on, put the intent that you want. We say intent with everything. Everything can mean nothing, or everything could mean everything. Um, charge the pants, put your breath into it. Remember, your breath is your pneuma, your life force. So if you're holding up your panties or your skivvies or Put your breath, put your intent, hold on to a three deep breaths with these, and then you put them on and wear them. Now, if that sounds like a lot of work for you, and you, some of you heard me talking about this, I now have them publicly that you can have them. Yes, indeed, I have Patty's Power Panties, right? And they're in every style, high top, low top, boy shorts, high rise, low rise, bikini, power. You're looking for more power in life. Why not put this on your backside and your underside? See that beautiful sigil? See those beautiful words? Everything I just talked about. What if you are looking for success? That blue thing, I wear more than I wear anything else. Strength. Money? Money's an issue for you? Put on some wealth panties. Love. Who doesn't want love? Now, a new trend right now is couples are buying matching boys and girls these come in boys styles girls styles and everything matching love panties maybe you need some more passion maybe you got the love and you need the passion now look at all these sigils and symbols are different each one of them comes with the strip bell almost like what i just said you could put in your own panties you don't have to buy these but even ones you want to claim who you are which panties who doesn't want a pinnacle on your pants Pride, it's Pride week here in Los Angeles. No, it's Pride month here in Los Angeles. Pride panties. It is the funnest thing you could do to your wardrobe. It is the easiest and actually least expensive thing you can change in your wardrobe to truly change your life. So change your underwear, change your life mysterycontrol.com if you want to use my power panties because they do come with a spell everything that's in put into the intent with the sigil and the word and how we created them and then you have a spell you do with it mysterycontrol.com and if you do want to give them a try right now just to launch them the secret code is patty p-a-t-t-i and you will get 25 percent off anything you buy power patty's power panties now to take it up from the underpants. I also have my Spellcaster line. You could have these same sigils and symbols on a t-shirt, on a hoodie, same thing. Not everywhere in underwear, I think. (laughs) But I do, I honestly would start there. Patty's Spellcaster line, the power panties, go to mysterycontrol.com. Do remember the name code Patty to get 25% off anything you buy there. And again, if you don't want to buy these, make some yourself. Put your intent in whatever you're wearing. Your socks. Who doesn't have lucky socks? Athletes have been doing it for a long time. This is my lucky this that I wear. This is my lucky that. Because it works. So make or buy or find your own magical wardrobe in everything you wear. Magic is everywhere. You just have to create it yourself sometime or buy it. Hey, everybody. Patty Negri, welcome to the witching hour. Yep. The witching hour that hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens i have some extra special magic for us today i would like to introduce you to sterling moon she's a tarot reader a psychic medium a folk magician an animal communicator published author podcaster and educator at mystical and strange um she i can't wait to get to know her myself she has a beautiful book out called Talking to Spirits by Sterling Moon. So let's just bring her on so she could tell you herself. Welcome, Sterling. Hi, Patty. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to have you on. I am thrilled to have you on. I, I apparently have your book in my house and the fairies <laughs> are hiding it, but I've been reading it online a little bit and it's beautiful. Mediumships was one of you. my things and I have a three-quarter finished book on mediumship, but yours is laid out so beautifully like step by step and the different things very impressed
1: thank you i you know i'm kind of a linear thinker in a lot of ways which folks don't expect you know magical people to maybe have that trait and so i joke all the time that i basically wrote the stereo instruction manual for mediumship and so (laughs) step by step there we go
0: that is beautiful so tell us a little bit about you for my folks
1: who don't know you yet and want to about your path your practice yeah, well, my name is Sterling Moon, and um, that's the name I've been working under for 10 years. I started like like probably many of your listeners, Patty. I started by reading tarot in like 1995. I was gifted a deck by a friend's sister and took it home to my mom. Had no idea what what it was, and she's super cool. And she went to the our local bookstore, brought me home a book, and that just was that was like I feel like tarot is like the gateway to all of like the mystical and strange stuff and nice. really i i was probably again much like many of you who are probably listening i had kind of spooky experiences, those little psychic hits, but they almost were like little popcorn-y moments where you just get those flashes of things you did not know. But it wasn't until I had my son at age 36 that there's something about, um, that experience that once he was in the world and I was unbelievably sleep deprived because he mm-hmm. did not, and still does not like to sleep. Um, everything just got dialed up. I realized I was just sensitive to so many different things and, It's been quite the journey of learning how to manage that, those gifts, really feel like they are gifts instead of liabilities, and that path took me into learning about witchcraft and folk magic, which I had the privilege of studying with a man in Sweden named Johannes or Johannes Bjorn Dardbach, who he's a... um, The kind of umbrella term of what he practices is called trolldom, which is like the Scandinavian, like folk magic of Sweden and Norway and Denmark and all those places. And really, that was where I feel like I found my home of understanding how communicating with spirits works, where it's just kind of a part of everyday life and bringing magic into it. I and I also love a good gadget. And so I, I, uh, I really, really appreciate all of like the fun tools and techniques that the paranormal people have brought into this. And I just started figuring out how could I all work it all together. And it's gone pretty well. This is my full time, my full time job. And I I love it that's beautiful um yeah
0: and i love that you're also into the paranormal on the spooky because a lot of people who are gifted mediums and gifted witches don't get into the ghosty thing or they wouldn't understand a k2 meter or a millimeter or anything like that but they are fun and what they do for people like us who are mediums they give it confirmation because we'll say it's this and this and this. You believe us or you don't believe us. But now there's a machine that's saying the same thing in the other room. And it's like, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's so fun, too. Like, I love like my K2. I I found like I, w- I was just out in the world and I was like hunting for something in my purse. And I'm like, what the heck is this? I'm like, oh, it's my K2 because I always have it with me. <laughs> but I love it, too, with like magical work. It's so interesting, like when you're, you know, crafting a spell and you're focusing your energy and you've got that sitting there. And then all of a sudden it starts spiking when nothing else has changed. Phone is in the other room. There's no computers on. And it just tells you that something is happening and that, I don't know, it's just so cool in many different ways.
0: I agree. I love it. So long as it's not too technical. I love
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, True. I'm mean, <laughs> Or here's cat balls
0: I just keep getting more and more cat balls <laughs> just ring the cat balls it's bring the cat balls.
1: It. yeah
0: <laughs> um so tell us about so again tarot is one of your specialties obviously and it is I do believe it's the gateway the gateway, uh-huh. the gateway yep. <laughs> into and then you discover this beautiful magical path and then you discover a path within it um so why did you do your book on mediumship
1: over tarot Well, I mean, for one, there's so many gifted tarot readers who have written, I mean, I I don't, I'll be honest, some of it was like, I don't even know, I mean, I teach tarot and I am very passionate about it, but I, I feel like there's so much good work out there that I wasn't sure at that point, if I had anything new to add to the conversation, but, and what I didn't originally set out to write a book about mediumship, I my mentor, I had worked with him, studied with him for two years, and then he graduated with me, which my joke is that when he told me it was time to to spread my wings, I burst into tears and said, you're firing me as your student. And he's like, no, I'm graduating you. What is the matter with, what is the <laughs> matter with you? I don't deal well with change. Um, but after I was on my own and trying to put all this stuff together, I've got kind of a mind for experimentation And so I started just writing a lot of notes and and journaling and seeing what worked and what didn't. And over time I started to realize this is kind of bookish. And for those folks who maybe are starting to study spirit communication, they may find that um, sometimes some of the texts are either very dated or very daunting. Uh, Like, you know, not everybody's gonna dive into like the lesser key of Solomon, I certainly can. And so I just started to realize, huh, if I can categorize this in a way that's helpful for me, maybe this would be helpful for, for other people. And I just took a swing and wrote to Llewellyn and it turns out they liked what I was cooking up. And so here we are. There you are. That's great. So I'm looking at like your
0: chapter, your list right now. Meditation is a big part of your...
1: Yes. I And I know there's people out there who struggle with meditation. I used to be one of those folks. and But I will say that... For better or for worse, learning how to uncork all of these corners of our minds that we don't use very often really does open up pathways that are just phenomenal. And, you know, for folks who struggle with meditation, there is an element of needing to just keep at it. But also there's so many cool like techniques that are helpful. Like so for, I have some students that also they, they can't get into the zone unless they're moving. So I'm just like, get up and pace you know, get up and pace and with maybe you record your own meditation and you listen and you are just walking safely, um, do ups if you have to, and if that's accessible to you. Um, yeah, there's a, but meditation and visualization is kind of my jam.
0: That is good.
1: Yeah. And I agree. I'm much a better walking meditator.
0: Put me in a big park where I don't have to like worry about running into cars and <laughs> I'm, I'm much better than laying there going, okay, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay. So, so you said you were, I read in your bio that you were seeing spirits since you were young, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I was asked recently, you know, when's the first thing that you can remember? And I have this memory that I had totally forgotten about of being probably four or five. And I was at my grandparents' house and they, um, I've lived a lot of different places in the country, but I've got deep Colorado roots and they lived in this beautiful house in Morrison, Colorado, which is like right outside of Red Rocks amphitheater. And uh, it, it was a newer build, but I just remember being in the basement and hearing a man cough and there was no, my granddaddy was not there. My uncle wasn't there. My dad wasn't there and I just hightailed it upstairs. And that's like the very first weird thing that I remember, but yeah, I've, I've, I remember seeing fairies at Girl Scout Camp when I was six? I, you know, lots of, yeah, lots of just random things. So I'm sure that I imagine is were you did you have a
0: kind of similar path? Very similar. I was talking to spirits since I could talk. I literally did my first seance. I was seven or eight. And I would be in the yard with the, the with the fairies, with the tree spirits and everything, kind of knowing what to pick. It's kind of it's in the blood. It's there. But I was never that afraid of it. I mean, I knew there was the scary and the not, but I just knew that that was part of the
1: world. Well, and when it's part of like who you are, it's one of the, I mean, you don't know anything different. And, um, I know that me and my mother is also gifted and my father has been passed away for about 22 years. Uh, my mom says that he was also gifted, although unfortunately he, um, you know, he struggled with alcoholism and that's ultimately what took him. And I think there's a lot of really gifted people that struggle with, you know, we, we lose a lot of really talented people to, um, who aren't sure what to do with those gifts, but, yeah, we've definitely found that it runs in our family as well. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, and I do think a lot of people turn when they don't know how to deal with things uh, is an accepted right within society or their family thing that that's you do numb it with alcohol or drugs or food or yeah. in any which way you can. So yeah, well, that's why it looks like yours looks like what we do when working with people is needed because I do th- don't my experience is the veil is getting thinner and thinner and thinner all the time yes. more and more easy communications not illogical things happening to
1: what our old world was it i was just talking with somebody about this yesterday and i I'd be I'd be so curious to hear your theories, and part of me sometimes does. I've heard a lot of people say that there was something about the one going through a huge pandemic, right? And we see the correlation with the rise of spiritualism and the ways that you know there's there's a nexus there. But also, how much how many of us were spending more time at home and um, realizing that our houses have some stuff going on. We're spending more time with our animal, like our animal family members, and realizing oh they talk to us in ways that's like bigger. (laughs) more and more specific than just like you know what I think they're there's they're saying and doing but yeah it does feel like things are getting I don't know there's just more happening more people are having more experiences why do you think that is I I think it's a couple I think it is I, I think I think literally I'm not an
0: astrologer but we're moving into that age of Aquarius they sang about in the 60s Aquarius there's no solid ground it's like this it's it yeah. moves um, I think the pandemic was literally a slap in the face. It's like go to your room and you're on two for two years and you're until <laughs> you figure out what's important. And some people did and some people didn't, but it's a new awareness because we were just so overdrive on things. Oh, so wow. I think it's all those reasons. I agree. And that the veil is thinning. And I honestly think I love that you're in the paranormal too. My whole little philosophy is we know that. When things are really scary, people do go back to their traditional religion, go back to church, go back to temple, whatever. That's not keeping up with everybody. So the moral alternative going in spiritualism, new age, paganism. Yeah. Is, but I still think there's a whole group of people that like, yeah, I don't want religion and yeah, I don't want spirituality. But, but I really want to know there's something more than I see on that scary TV screen every night. They're becoming paranormal investigators.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. and then they cool.
0: backdoor in because I do the conventions, and or they used to be ghost hunters and ghost hunters. Now there's more and more like crystal people and witchy people and reader people. And because once they get out there, I'm a ghost hunter and they see, wow, there's a real world out there. Now maybe I need a belief system to navigate it. And then they yeah. find backdoor into anything else. So well, I think do. almost like
1: the new religion. And it turns out that like the, we're, we're better together if we don't silo one another. And I mean, I don't know. I've never been very good at like understanding why we all need to be like the UFO people are over here and the cryptid people are over here and us, you know, the, the medium people are over here. And it's like, maybe we all have like one piece of a very like big puzzle and we should maybe bring our, we should all sit down the same table and let it get
0: messy. Yeah, I and, and I do think it's ha- going in that direction because just like... Yeah. In the early days, paranormal, it was not really cool to have a medium on your team, your paranormal team. Now it is. They want yeah. it. Even the big techie teams, we have all those techs, but we have our medium. We have our psychic or whatever they cho- choose to call it. So it's it's yeah. shifting. It's shifting. Yeah. So I one thing I want to go to, not even about your book, you, are, you also are an animal communicator, Right. I am. Uh, Have you always
1: had an affinity for animals and closeness to animals? Always, always, always. You know, I grew up in a real rural... uh, My parents were silversmiths when I was growing up, and so I had to... um, I, my, my family lived for quite some time in Santa Fe in the eighties, which was like a really wonderful time for like silversmithing and art and all of that. Um, but we also spent a lot of time in little teeny tiny towns all over uh, New Mexico and Colorado where there was cheap rent. And so my parents could focus on their art and, uh, and yeah, still have a roof over our heads before when they were first getting started. But so we always had loads of animals. I'm an only child. I'm sensitive to all kinds of weird stuff. And animals are just, I mean, I feel like they are the closest thing to earthbound angels that we have. And I, if you just take the time to like, listen to them and listen to the way that they talk instead of the way that we ex- we talk, It's amazing. I had a chance to take a class in um, August of 2020 with a man named Michael Lane. Uh, He goes by Animal Michael Lane on social media. He is like the master. And um, it just changed everything. Just having like a a process to go through to connect with, with animals. And so I volunteered just with like friends and family, but also I had a colleague that volunteered with an animal rescue. And so every once in a while she would send me pictures of, cause mainly I just can read pictures and kind of communicate in that way. And she'd send me pictures of dogs that maybe that were struggling with their foster families or that they didn't have any information about, um, you know, why they were the way they were. And it was really cool because these were people that I didn't know. I never met the animal and sometimes I would get feedback years later sometimes like wow you nailed this or that thing that you suggested we tweaked it and it helped so much and so i started doing it per- like as a service um in october of last year and i'll admit it's kind of more for me than anything else especially when i get to have the animals come to my my off my in-person office like that is so fun <laughs> so fun. That is awesome I, yeah. I,
0: I love that
1: I love that. So
0: since you do a lot of folk magic and folk, so you're very, I assume elemental in your work and in your practice.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, like many of us, I think that, you know, I'm, I always joke that the reason I'm not a ritual magician is I'm terrible at following, following directions. Um, (laughs) I, in my, I, my, my office is in my, um, and my workspace is in a basement that doesn't have any windows. And so I'm always getting turned around about where's North, where's, which, (laughs) where am I supposed to be? But I can certainly go out and talk with the plants in my garden and get a sense of what they want to work with me on. I can go out during a thunderstorm and know how to get a feel for what's happening in the air and what that rainwater that's beginning to fall wants to work with me on. And what I know about astrology could fit in maybe like a a coffee cup, but it <laughs> but it's enough that it can kind of be helpful. But yeah, I'm definitely driven by working with plants, rocks, the elements, looking at what the planetary hours, and you know, looking at the planets enough to kind of get a sense of like what would be harmonious with what's happening on a bigger level. Um, and yeah, just those everyday moments of magic to make things better for myself and the people I'm able to help. It's awesome it is awesome so
0: i again i'm looking at your book and you have beautiful chapters like your mediumship journey going into spirits of the dead deities and higher beings negative entities other audit work it's kind of literally like a, a how-to manual so what are some of the just so for somebody doesn't have your book yet tease them to get it what are some of your good either exercises or practices including meditation that somebody could start like okay I want to learn to do this. Maybe I think I'm gifted. Maybe I think, you know, or not.
1: Well, there's one that I recommend that often is, you know, can, can charge people positively and negatively, which is to start with your ancestors. I think that there is, it is, you know, in many folk traditions, many magical traditions, connecting with your ancestry is such a crucial part of knowing who you are and also getting in touch with like your, your spiritual team. They're kind of like your line of, I've heard it described as like your line of first defense. They want you, they, they want to see you succeed. They want to see you do well. That doesn't mean that some of them, we all have amazing ancestors that are easy to venerate and we all have some stinkers and I'm used that there's stronger words I could use. Um, not everybody has to necessarily be at the party, but, um, it's my belief, and I imagine you well, maybe you feel differently, but I believe people change. Our souls have the ability to evolve, and and we have work to do once we're on the other side, and sometimes the, the efforts we make over here can help that process, but I think one of the things that everybody can start with is get yourself a little shelf, or if you don't have any room in your, in your space, get a little box, um, and maybe write on a piece of paper all the surnames of your family that you know. Or you can even just write ancestors known and unknown, which is really helpful for people who especially are adopted, maybe don't have a lot of information about their families. And you can just bring out a candle, a glass of water, you know, maybe some little some photographs of people who've moved on, no people who are still living. You don't want to call them over early, Um, any mementos from them. You sit down, take a few breaths and imagine yourself surrounded in a circle of light, which just to like create a little bit of protection and talk to your family and pay attention to what, how you feel when you start and then see if anything changes in like, you know, shivers or smells or feelings or random thoughts that pop into your head and try to have a conversation and do it regularly. And then tell everybody, ask everybody to go back to where they were before they they came in because you don't need your family. We always want them to. We love having them over, but then we also need to go back
0: home. Oh, <laughs> Thanks for Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um... So what are some of the things when you teach people mediumship, yeah. you know, there's lots of different things. You would say what you're going to get to, you're going to get to ghosts, which would dead people, but also elementals and guides. How do, how do you teach people to differ,
1: differentiate? A lot of it I feel like is getting specific. And this is just what's worked for me, um, is getting specific because sometimes I feel like you know if you just kind of open up to anything and everything it's almost like um i had a teacher once who described it as like just <laughs> opening up the you know just stopping in the middle of a freeway and just like opening up the doors to your like the doors to your car and just saying everybody come in everybody mm-hmm. come on in and so um you know sometimes i think it is like if you can be in a fairly controlled space like your home or somewhere else where you setting the stage, like setting your, I mean, we're witches, right? Like we said, we cast a circle, we cast our protections, we cast where only what we want to talk to can come in. I feel like that's an important skill. And then getting specific about, even if it's that I live in this house where I think there's some stuff going on and I want to be able to speak with whoever it is that I hear walking through the house at night or who I feel watching me when I'm in the laundry room. Um, That even with that, or I wanna to talk to my great-grandmother or whatever. I feel like elementals are a little bit, they're a little different. I mean, just cause they're so of such a different nature. I know there's differing opinions about that, but it's been my experience anyway. Um, being incredibly respectable, respectful, if we know that what we're trying to communicate with is something that's maybe earth-based or element-based. Um, because sometimes that doesn't go well if we don't come in with a lot of respect. <laughs> so
0: That's my number one word is respect. Whatever you're doing, it, it's yeah. the only time that I've ever gotten in trouble or seen people get into trouble with, with, without respect. And I Absolutely. like your, your car door analogy because I always say you don't just let anybody, your front door, you don't just let anybody in your house, right? The serial killer next door or people working with spirit board, just like anybody up, anybody? Do you really want anybody? Maybe You not. really
1: don't. Oh, sorry. No, that's it. Um, it's been, and it's been my experience with like deities and, and saints and higher beings and angels. They, they need, again, this has been just my experience that they tend to need to be invited in, or they'll give you signs of like, Hey, I'd like to work with you. And, you know, you'll get those, like, you know, especially like the old gods, I feel like they tend to kind of look for those ones, like, Hey, I feel like we could, I feel like you could, you could need me and maybe, maybe there's things that they, maybe they need that veneration from us as well. But that's also been the thing too, of like, it feels like they need a little bit more outreach. They don't tend. And I feel like when they, when you think there's a deity or divine being that's reaching in and like, Hey, I'm really here for you. That's maybe when you need to be a little bit more cautious because things can hide and things can mask.
0: Right. Right, I agree wholeheartedly. Oh my gosh, I'm going to love your book. <laughs> um, so, what do you think that people usually get wrong about what we do, or or do, other than just like free for alling it?
1: Yeah, or, oh, things to avoid. Things to avoid. Just like like. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you something that I got wrong, um, or just that was a surprise to me was I really, this was like way back, um, gosh, I was living, I was going to grad school in Duluth, Minnesota, and this would have been probably around 2007. And we had some really tense family stuff going on. And I just wanted my granddaddy. I really thought and he had been passed away for a few years and I was convinced if granddaddy were here, he would know what to do. And I went to a tarot reader named Lady Akalit. She's awesome. And she had suggested to me that I try to communicate with him with doing water scrying, like with a bowl of water, which I'd never done either of these things before. And it worked really well. And I could see like an upside down image of my grandfather walking back and forth. And the thing that stunned me was I was expecting, I was like, he died, which means that he had, he now has all the answers and he knows what to do. And it was so clear to me that he was as conflicted about this situation as all of us were. And I was just so mad. I'm like, you're supposed to know and that's been one of the things that has been surprising for my clients um, and still even sometimes surprises me a bit is that like particularly if you're looking for closure and rebuilding those connections you need to remember that they're not necessarily going to be like if you have somebody that was really troubled in life it's not a guarantee that they're going to be totally sorted out just because they're on the other side they'll get there hopefully with their own free will it seems But that has been one of the things that I think surprises it surprised me and it surprises a lot of the people that I work with is that we're still human, even if we're even if we're dead. Yeah, no, people. I
0: agree wholeheartedly everything you've said more philosophies are the I, I mean. You're the same you. I do get, see again, and you're gonna grow and get. And I do see even if you had all these idiots, you get a slightly higher perspective of things. I do notice maybe it's literally your higher floating up, looking down. Like some of the, they could see the bigger picture better, but they're they're not like, you know, AI. They're not like Google knows the answer to everybody. It's Grandpa. It's still Grandpa. You know, he's, he's got a bird's eye view now, so he maybe sees a little bit more, but.
1: And it's funny too, like, especially, you know, I do a lot of like one on work with one on one on one work with people. And it is sometimes funny, like, you know, because I feel like the rituals that we create are more for us, you know, we have to kind of get our, I mean, they're for them as well, but also for us to feel like we're in the zone, we're protected, all those things. Um, And so sometimes it is funny going through that. And if we're going to be trying to talk with like, you know, Midwestern, Midwestern granny, like who's, you know, was super duper Lutheran. And she's like, you know, like what in the world is all this? I don't really know what I think about this. And so that's sometimes really funny too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like, yeah, that's definitely one thing I wish folks would, you know, or it was helpful to keep in mind. And also too like remembering the importance of the closeout, you know, like the setup and the close down is in my opinion, very important because if you sloppily close things out, that's gonna be where you leave that little door for like the things that are like, ooh, what's going on here? I can have some fun with this. So just be be thoughtful.
0: You're doing stuff. Absolutely, Whatever method you use, there's lots of ways to open and close. And close. Find one that works for you.
1: I have to say, I watched one time a seance that you did with Bridget. on YouTube. It was so fun. And I just was like, I just, I remember showing a whole bunch of like my friends. I'm like, look at the way that she just slams that, that staff. And I was like, that's rad. So yeah, all like a lot of my, like, I love doing, I mean, cause it's powerful and it sends a message both to us and I feel like to anything else. So I love the way that you open and close.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Again, I can't wait to read your book. So my people I'm sure are all very, very intrigued with you now. So before we go tell anybody everybody anything you have coming up any appearances or where they can get your book where they can find you online where they can find you on social media
1: yeah so uh the best way to to find me and all of my social handles is through my website which is on the screen is sterlingmoontarot.com for folks who are listening it's sterling like silver moon like the planet tarot like tarot cards sterlingmoontarot.com i am teaching a quick 30-minute Seance 101 uh, class for Llewellyn Con, which is, I'm gonna be up on, and it's amazing, I mean, it's totally free, it's all virtual, it's 10 days of different classes. I will be on June 26th at, I believe, 9 a.m. Central Time. And again, that's for Seance 101. I'm going to be teaching another virtual class in August um, for the Salem Witchcraft and Folklore Festival. And that's gonna be a really fun one. It's gonna be on uh, Folk Remedies for the Haunted Home. And I believe that one is going to be on April fourth. If you go to my Instagram, which is at the underscore sterling underscore moon, uh, that you'll you'll see all the things that I've got coming up. Oh, uh, that's yeah, that's fabulous. And your book? Yes, we're able- yes talk, My book is talking to spirits: a modern medium's practical advice for spirit communication. It's available through all of like the big. Um, you know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, but you can also get it straight through Llewellyn or bookshop.org or your local or ask your local metaphysical store or library to carry it. I'd love that. We would love that
0: because little one we can. Yeah. So, oh my God, Sterling, you are my like new favorite person. I just... (laughs) We're gonna have to talk some more once I can actually find or read finish reading your book. Um, but thank you, thank you. You guys like her, follow her, get her book. It's really beautiful. Um, so thank you for bringing your magic to the witching hour.
1: Thank you so much, Patty. This was really fun.